What's up, everybody? It's the Benchwarmers and Water Boys podcast. I'm here, Carson. We got John, Thatcher, and Charlie. Daniel said he had some kind of family emergency going on, so shout out to him and his family. Prayers to him. Hope everything's okay. Haven't really heard back from him, so um, we hope he's doing okay. Um, but nonetheless, how's everybody doing? I'm good. I'm good. I finally – actually, I lost this week in fantasy, so it's back down to the usual. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I know you were really, really hoping for a win because you were playing Bryce, and everybody has been saying, you know, I hope – I hope that – you know, I, Charlie, I think you said, I wish I could play John every week, and then Bryce said, same. But Bryce is also very, very bad. And so I know that if you lost every other week, you would have been okay as long as you won this one just so that way you could toss that I'll back at him. I'll have you know I did something that is – hard to do i only scored 49 percent of my possible points this week (laughs) congratulations so i could have scored 135 but i decided to drop a 65 piece um tell us about that starting lineup didn't you have uh two players score less than one point combined i don't want to talk about that chase claypool and cd lamb r.i.p yeah um so i could not have predicted that no i don't think um, anybody would have predicted that he had one catch for negative two yards. He couldn't even get just okay, Listen, no yards he had their best, high, best corner on him the whole game. I, I read care. on it. Everyone was happy except for me because Justin my Jefferson fantasy team sucked. went for two touchdowns and 120 yards against freaking – what is it, like Butler? What was his name? Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Did you see the video of Chase Claypool bullying him, though? Yeah, but Malcolm Butler is also like 5'10", Chase Claypool's like 6'10". He's also a rookie. I Just throw it up. How do you go backwards against That's a fair. little that, well, Okay, to be fair, Deontay Johnson did come back, and Deontay Johnson Deontay is Johnson the target hog of the Juju offense. also had a really good game, though, too. Yeah, which I'm glad Juju did well. I, had I, just, I don't see a future where all three of them are going to be able to be involved equally, so you just got to pick no. like one or two. And... I mean, I do. If you see what's been happening this year with Deontay out, that means you could just move your targets around every week. It's hard to predict against a team that's just moving their targets around. Yeah. You can't game script against that. That has been game scripting against and pulling out their best corner. I just think that as long as Juju is in town, um, uh, Deontay Johnson is going to be the target hog, and uh, it's just going to be kind of a who, who's going to be better, <laughs> Chase or uh, Juju. So I think Deontay is going to get his nonetheless because he's the target leader in Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. He got like so, 18 targets. Yeah, he's, like he's a very, very good wide receiver. Thatcher, I sent you a trade for Deontay Johnson. Was it even close? Uh, I don't think so. I think I, I chuckled and then declined it and then didn't. Yeah, that I know you're a Bears fan, so I tried to see if I could get Anthony Miller in there, uh, some uh, AJ Green love, because I know how much everybody loves AJ Green. Stop <laughs> trading, <laughs> trading AJ, AJ to you for AJ. And then yeah, I, I'll give I you a Curtis Samuel for Deontay. No, thanks. I'm all right. Just spam that until he accepts it, John. <laughs> no. One of these days he has to accept on accident. All right, well, uh, let's move on. So um, for the time being, we're going to start recording our second episode of the week first. And so it's Wednesday night, and we haven't even recorded our Thursday morning episode. Um, so this is going to be the Friday morning episode. Um, so uh, if, if things sound a little off in terms of uh, timeline, that is why. We're still trying to get used to this new schedule. It's a little weird, but we are going to start recording the second episode first. So we're going to get started. Um, okay, let's jump right into our, our introductory uh, segment. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring up and talk about some trade targets and maybe some people we'd like to trade away in our uh, team. So 
Charlie, you're a Vikings fan. Thatch is a Bears fan. John, Steelers fan. I am a Texans fan. This is not going to be fantasy related. This is purely just for the uh, future of our NFL franchises. This is going to be similar to my GM that we did in the first few episodes of the podcast. So uh, just hang tight. This is probably going to be a lengthy, this is going to be one of our longer podcasts during the NFL season. Uh, so hang tight and, uh, and strap in because this is going to be a good one. Does anybody want to start? Or should Charlie. I start? You Charlie really ahead. is, okay, just kidding. Okay, I guess I'll go first then. So like I said, I'm a Texans fan. And I'm looking at a lot of names of possible acquisitions just because the <laughs> Texans, the Texans are in a really precarious situation. Let me, expl- let me explain why. The Texans are a bad football team with uh, not very many promising pieces on the team while also managing to have zero high-quality picks for the next two years because of lots <laughs> of trades that we've done. So, uh, And we've traded away our best player in, uh, in DeAndre Hopkins. And I do say that DeAndre Hopkins was the best player, better than J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Um, and now he's balling out uh, Arizona. Who'd have thought? It's almost like the Texans are missing a number one wide receiver with their struggling offense, but those are too hard to come by. So, um, okay, here we go. Let's start with the people I'm willing to trade away. I am willing to trade away Will Fuller. Now, uh, Will Fuller might be the best receiver on our team, but the problem is that uh, he is the best receiver on our team when he's on the field. And unfortunately, throughout his career, we're lucky if that's 50% of the time. He's also going to win a lot of money. He has high draft capital, uh, and he knows that he is very needed. Uh, at least in terms of the depth chart. Uh, but I think that Deshaun Watson is one of those guys that, uh, yes, he benefits when he has a number one guy that he can go to. But I think that we have a situation like Matthew Stafford had when Calvin Johnson left. You need to train your quarterback to be able to throw to anybody that's open. Um, and so, you know, that's that's why I think Baker Mayfield is going to be more successful now that OBJ is unfortunately injured. He's going to be forced to spread the, the ball around instead of feeling like he has to force it to one guy on the field. Um, so I want to trade Wolf Floor. I want to get rid of his contract and I want to get rid of his injury cloud that is always above him. Uh, yes, he is uber talented, but I'm just not willing to uh, try and have to mitigate the risk of his injuries all season long while also paying him uh, a lot more money than he's worth. Um, okay. An outside linebacker, Brennan Scarlett. He's not a very, very big name, but the problem is that um, he, he has been a consistent starter on this offense for a very long time, dating back to even in 2015 when we were one of the better offenses led by J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. Um, so I think that maybe we could get a very, very, uh, you know, like a day three pick. Um, I'd also be willing to trade Kenny Stills. Now, I know that trading multiple wide receivers from my wide receiver room um, could be difficult, but uh, just stay tuned for when I talk about who I want to add. Um, yes, he is very talented and very quick, but for some reason we just can't get him involved. Uh, and then Duke Johnson. So uh, Duke Johnson is arguably the best running back on our team, especially according to PFF. PFF actually has him ranked as like the 25th best running back right now. And David Johnson didn't even crack the list. Surprise, surprise. Um, so Duke Johnson has like a four and a half million dollar price tag. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but um, I wouldn't mind moving him and seeing if we can get somebody else to maybe either uh, instead of being a third down roll, maybe split carries with, uh, with, uh, DJ with David Johnson. Um, and so I guess that's that those are the main people that I'd be willing to move. Um, I know that JJ Watt is a big, is a big name. Uh, and I know that, you know, there's talks of him going to maybe Pittsburgh or, or, or Green Bay. Um, but here's the deal. JJ Watt, I, I think he's untradeable and it's not because of 
the Texan situations. It's just because that he is literally an angel for the city of Houston. And I think the city would burn and fall apart if he was traded. Um, so even though he probably is the perfect person to trade, um, I just don't know if, if the Texans are going to be willing to do that, uh, considering he's probably the best Texan of all time and probably will be for a very long time. So uh, let's, let's transition from Duke Johnson. Um, I'll start at the bottom of my list and maybe we can take a shot at a guy, Philip Lindsay. Um, I don't think that we would be able to trade for him. I don't think that we would be, be able to offer enough because of the fact that he is cap controlled. Um, he is on a very, very cheap deal right now, but the Broncos did go out and sign Melvin Gordon. So I'm thinking that maybe the Broncos wanted to bring him in for a reason because they don't trust Philip Lindsay. So maybe we can bring in uh, Philip Lindsay. Charlie, you look like you had something to say. No, no, you're good. Well, yeah, I think that Philip Lindsay would probably be the best running back on our team. And then David Johnson could be more of the compliment and maybe the third down back. But um, I think that Philip Lindsay would probably slot in as one of the better guys uh, as underrated guy in the, in the NFL. You don't think trading David Johnson for uh, D hop makes him the number one running back. Clearly he's the best running back in the league. If you're trading uh, the best wide receiver in the league for him, this is not a time to criticize me. <laughs> I've already stated how much I hate the Texans freaking general manager and, and all that garbage and the people that were involved with that. Even if David John, here's the, here's the problem. Even if David Johnson would have been the best running back in the league this year, he's still not worth as much as Deandre Hopkins because wide receivers are worth more than running backs. Philip Lindsay's a catching back. And you told us, what was it last year that David Johnson was the best catching back in the league. So that was not last year. That bringing, was like, that, that was, was like, like two years ago. Oh, excuse me. That was after David Johnson's mega breakout year, okay? (laughs) You're off again. Four years ago. (laughs) All right, well, let's get back to my list. And I I, I don't want to take up too much of the time, so I'll just be quick. uh, Stephon Gilmore, um, I have him down as – the the Patriots said that they're willing to trade him. Uh, I don't think it's likely because we probably don't have enough to go get him. So uh, I'll move on to the next guy. I don't have anything to go get Um, him. You guys have to trade uh, Watson. (laughs) Yeah. Quinnen Williams, uh, defensive lineman for the Jets. This is also a guy I don't think we have enough to go get. The Jets have a history of being able to trade their defensive lineman away for relatively high picks that we just don't have. So we'd probably have to trade, you know, a decent player plus, um, you know, maybe we could get away with trading Duke Johnson and, you know, a third or fourth rounder. Uh, they, they are in running back. Uh, uh, they do look like they might need running back help. So um, maybe that's a possibility. Our defensive line really, really needs help. J.J. Watt is the only guy doing stuff right now and we can't create pressure to save our lives. So we need to get all the help we can. Plus, we're just really bad against the run and pass rush. So he's, he's relatively good at both, and that would be very helpful. Okay, this is one of the guys that I think is possible. It's Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. It's clear that the Cowboys want to move forward with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper as their main guys, especially since Amari Cooper has a huge dead cap hit because of his new contract that he signed in the offseason. So that leaves Michael Gallup as the odd guy out. He wasn't really involved in the offense, which is kind of disrespectful to me, considering that he had like two back-to-back thousand-yard years, and he was very, very talented. Uh, and he only had like six less targets than Amari Cooper. Um, and so he's just very, very effective wide receiver that's not getting a lot of love in Dallas. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins would be happy to have him, considering I think he would immediately become the best wide receiver on our team. Um, A.J. Green. Now, I put him after uh, Michael Gallup purely for uh, – just because you want Michael, him for fantasy reasons. No, I don't want him for fantasy. Well, okay, that would be good for fantasy, yes. But number two, it's it's mostly because I think that AJ Green is definitely not the AJ Green of 2017. But I still think that because our wide receiver core is that bad, he's probably still the best wide receiver. 
and maybe join he, Randall Cobb with your washed wide receivers. He you could know, just going around. You guys can pick up Fitzgerald with it also, and just start running a retirement home of wide receivers. Yeah, that's going to be the Texans. Should have gotten Dez, dude. No, I don't think I don't think Dez is. I think Dez, the only reason dude. Dez is in Baltimore is because he's a short yardage receiving back who can block, or excuse me, re- receiving back. He is a short yardage uh, blocking wide receiver, um, possession wide receiver who can block really well. And that's perfect for their scheme, considering uh, Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, can't really throw the ball downfield very well unless they're wide the heck open. Okay, so A.J. Green, the only reason I have him here is just because I think we could get him for cheap, and I still think that he is uh, better than people think he is. Uh, and then let's see here. I have Tyler Boyd down here, but this is this is wrong by me. I meant to say John Ross, and he's third on my list purely because he can help replace the speed that we would lose from Kenny Stiller, Will Fuller. Um, and I know that he'd be willing to work his tail off because he's never really been given the shot that he wanted uh, in Cincinnati. Okay, moving on. Uh, the last three guys I'm going to talk about are all going to be um, defensive linemen. So Alden Smith, um, outside linebacker, edge rusher from the Cowboys. I'm not sure if this would be possible. The, the main teams I wanted to look at for trading for defensive targets from were going to be losing teams um, that didn't really have a shot at playoffs. Now, I know that the Cowboys – are like tied for first, I think, in their division. But they're clearly on the downhill without a starting quarterback that's very good. Um, so I don't think that they're going to make playoffs, and I think that they know that. And so uh, I think that this is probably going to be the Eagles' division again. And so I'd be interested to see if they're willing to trade Alden Smith, especially considering he is uh, cheap right now. Uh, but because of that, I'm, I'm not sure if we would get him. Uh, Grady Jarrett, um, I think that this is incredibly low. Uh, he's a defensive lineman. Um defensive tackle from the Falcons. He is one of the best uh, defensive linemen in the league. And because of that, I don't think we have the capital to get him. But once again, kind of like Quentin Williams, he'd be nice to have right there, a big force in the middle, but I'll move on. Okay. The last guy I'm going to talk about is the guy that I think is probably one of the highest probable names that we can get. And it's Dante Fowler. He is also on the Falcons. And, and listen, he's been, he's been graded as pretty terrible this year. Um, but the reason he was able to get a shot in Atlanta was because of how good he was with the Rams last year. He was able to create a lot of pressure and rack up a lot of sacks. And that's because he wasn't the main guy rushing the quarterback. Aaron Donald is obviously the best defensive player the NFL has seen in quite some time. Uh, well, at least since JJ Watts, uh, a couple of great Watt. years. And so um, whenever you have JJ Watt rushing the quarterback, He's going to be the main focus, which frees up Whitney Merciless and Dante Fowler to go get the quarterback. So I think that Dante Fowler uh, and and Michael Gallup are the two most probable and helpful people that we can get. And so those those would be the, the main guys that I would like to see come and go. Um, John, how about you go next? All right. Um, so well, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Life. First of all, I don't want to interrupt. Before we move on, what do you all think about some of the, the names that I brought up? Uh, do y'all like, dislike, do you think it's probable or unprobable? I think of all of them, your receivers are probably the most probable because I've seen stuff where your receivers currently, Randall Cobb, um, I know I've seen Randall Cobb several times now, actually, um, as the people to leave. Kenny Stills is the second one from the rumors I've seen. So I think if the rumors are true based off what I've been watching, um, your receivers are probably the most probable. I don't know about everyone else. I think they replaced D-Hop. Everyone's like, shiz, what did we do? Right. Um, so I think your receivers are the most probable to go after. Um, I'm not so sure on the defense. I don't know if they're just giving quits on that one. But I know just from what I've seen, your receivers are the, the most likely. 
Yeah. I know you said you guys will not trade JJ Watt, but you want to get. I mean, everyone has a price tag, and I yeah. feel the same way about Adam Thielen. Like, I do not want to see him go. He, Minnesota, like his story is so cool. Like he right. was born, raised, Minnesota, yeah, all that. He was undrafted and everything. Wasn't yeah, it? and grew up in a really small town. But everyone has a price tag, and especially these guys getting older. If you can get some high end draft picks just to rebuild your team then yeah, it sucks to see him go, but you have to do it. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I I agree. I I just think it's unlikely that we'll get the kind of picks that we want, considering he's on the tail end of his career, and he hasn't been the most productive since before his uh, knee injury. So if we could get, you know, a couple, uh, you know, day one picks or, or maybe, you know, a mix of day one and day two picks, then I think that, yes, it would be worth it. But it's, it, it would be hard to let him go. And, but to be fair, at that point, I feel like we are tossing in the towel on this season. Uh, if we trade J.J. Watt, I think that we are admitting that we are not going to be a competitive playoff team if we even make the playoffs because our defense is so bad. Do you guys you, aren't making the playoffs. You're not going to make the playoffs. I, I agree. I think that we're probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, but you, guys, but you guys are one in four. We are or I think it's worse than that. I think we're like one in six. So I, I, I agree that we're not making the playoffs. Um, You're not making playoffs. I'm sorry. So I think, yeah. I think that, I think that a, a JJ Watt trade would be good for the organization. As long as we were getting the, the trade farm. deadline is this coming week, isn't it? I believe it is. Uh, I believe it is next, next Tuesday, Wednesday. isn't it? Maybe it's yes, Thursday. I heard, it's I heard Tuesday that or Wednesday. they might extend like it to Thursday. Protocols. Trades need to be completed two days in advance so they can get cleared and all that stuff. So yeah. Can go well, I heard they're going to bump it back. So either they have to be done two days before or it's yeah. like it's Tuesday, back. but technically it's Thursday. Yeah, I heard the same thing. It's one of the two. So yeah. it could be kind of weird. Um, also, would you all trade Deshaun? No. No. no, no you're not going to do a complete Deshaun rebuild. Watson. No, I don't think there's any chance not. they're trading Deshaun Watson. No, there's no chance. I think out of everybody, you traded D-Hop, so I'm just wondering. If we, quarterbacks if, we had, if we had our first-round pick, then maybe there's a chance. Oh, but I forgot y'all I, don't have a pick. But we don't, I, but we don't but have yeah, first or second-rounders for the next dude. two years. So, um, Okay, John, tell us about the Steelers. All right, so a lot of mine, there's one exception um, to my picks that is not going to be just a win this year. Um, there's a couple that I've seen, and they're mostly linebackers to replace the Devin Bush injury. Um, I mean, Spillman or Spillane did great, um, but he also took a took a shot from Derrick Henry, and he looked he put his body on the line. Yeah, it looked a little wobbly um, coming so, off the field. Yeah, no, he was hobbling. He had no idea where he was. Um, so he did great for his time being, but I, I, there is we need to replace Devin Bush. That is a man that is hard, very very hard to replace. Um, but we need to replace them this year if we're going to go to the Super Bowl. So that's what a lot of mine are. So I got four names here. One being Hassan Riddick from the Cardinals. Second is Jared Davis from the Lions. The biggest one I've seen is Avery Williamson from the Jets. And then the last one is Denzel Perryman from the Chargers. Mm. Those are the four, four big ones. The two biggest is actually Avery Williamson and Denzel Perryman. Um, Williamson, I mean, so he's kind of cheap. Um, his contract's going to expire this year, so it is just a true one-year deal. And the Jets are trash. So everyone's looking. That's an understatement. Knowing, knowing that they're going to trade, trade Sam. They've already traded. They got rid of Love Bell. 
they're calling in the towel for this year. They've they're horrible. Do you think the Jets would beat an XFL team? Yeah. Uh, right now, no. Probably, yeah. No shot they'd be an XFL I think they would. to develop, so. I think they you would think be, it'd be closer than fist. you'd like? like no, you think I think they win. I think it's a blowout. Do, do you think it's like an NBA team playing a G League team? Like yeah. they would beat them by that much? Yeah, I think it would be like – I think it would be like Alabama playing ACU. I don't think it would be that bad. The Jets are really bad, dude. Like they, the players on the Jets roster wouldn't be on most NFL but, teams' roster. But the problem is that that's the case with the XFL is that there's maybe two guys on each XFL. They're team legitimately not actually NFL on players. an NFL roster. Yeah. There, there's a reason why they're there. Yeah. But okay, so I think it would be closer than most people think. So you're looking I think the most probable out of those guys is going to be Avery, did you say Williamson or Johnson? A- A- Avery Williamson and Denzel Perryman. I, I don't those think that Denzel Perryman is likely because the Chargers are on the up and up with Justin Herbert starting to get his legs They're also not him. using him though. If that's the case, then then that would be interesting. But I don't know if the Jets are or if the Steelers would be willing to uh, to pay uh, you know the price for that it's going to take to get Perriman for a one year rental, unless Perriman's contract was also going to be up this year. Yeah. So that's it. I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those. I've seen Avery Williamson is the big one. I'd actually be really excited to have him. He's playing. He, he's a good player. Um, he's not a good. He's not a Bush, but he is a good linebacker. He's like Jamal. Um, what's his last name? He just got traded to the Seahawks. He's just a good player Jamal getting Adams. wasted on the Jets. Yeah, Jamal yeah. Adams. He's yeah. a good player getting wasted on the Jets. Um, what do y'all think the Shell can give up? Would it have to be picks? Um, I would say picks right now. Um, I've seen our safeties and then a corner or two kind of on the line. I haven't seen as much for us that we're willing to sell. I've just seen seeing rumors for us trying to go get. So I don't even know if the Steelers are going to make a trade at all um, because we have people to kind of fill in the linebacker role. They have people training to fill in into that space. Um, I know not Steve Nelson, um, but Joe Hayden has played a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Steve Nelson has played a little bit there. So our corners have played a little bit. They're not great. We have Spillane. who's all right. We have Marcus Allen also and Ulysses Gilbert, um, two backups. So, I mean, we have a little bit. They're just not great. So, I, I don't know. It's all right. Um, but there's also two interesting picks that I saw pop up. J.J. Watt and Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. So, Ryan Kerrigan, they're saying the Ravens just went out and got, what was it, like Njoku and whatever his name is from the Vikings. Yeah, Njoku, however you pronounce that. So they're saying, how about why not be better than the Ravens? Go get out and get another DN to, to match. We already have Bud Dupree and um, TJ. So why not get another elite edge rush mm-hmm. and match them? So that's kind of the, the thought behind Brandon Kerrigan. JJ Watt's a lot less likely. Um, it'd just be kind of fun to see all three brothers on the same team. I agree. And, I mean, if he wants to win, he may demand it. I don't, I don't know what kind of his situation is. He's also really, really expensive. His contract is massive, and we have zero yeah. money. I think J.J. Watt is in the so. same boat as Patrick Peterson was last year when there were rumors that Patrick Peterson wanted out. Uh, I think that J.J. Watt's going to be in the same boat. Yeah, he is the lead. I, I mean, he is the face of the of the franchise, and I don't think that he can go. I don't, th- or at least, um, I don't, I don't think that he is going to be the person that demands leaving. Yeah, I, I don't see that one happening. I see Ryan Kerrigan possibly happening. Um, they went out and just got Chase Young, 
who isn't a fantastic edge rusher. He's a scary human being um, and he's fantastic at what he does. So Ryan Kerrigan may actually happen. So I think that the biggest chance would be replacing um, with maybe like Avery uh, Williamson or Williams. And the only reason I say that is because I think that even that's a long shot because I just don't know if the Steelers are going to be willing to make any moves because I think that personally, y'all are the most well-rounded organization in football right now. Um, You are the best team, in my opinion. Um, It's going to be you and the – I think that the Steelers and the Chiefs are the two best teams, and it's not close for third place. So um, I I would be surprised to see the Steelers make any kind of major moves. I think, honestly, the best move for the Steelers might be making a move for a backup quarterback at this point. Well, which uh, is my last one, which is not the win now one. Um, Kind of the talk that has been going around, it's been floating out there. Um, The Dwayne Haskins move. I, I've been kind of getting more and more into it um, the more I've been feeling it. Dude, I don't know. I, I'm seeing it. He was playing pretty good on a bad team with no preseason this year, and then they pulled him. I think that, that would be an absolutely great move for your franchise. He could lure behind Ben. The problem is you can't afford it. He's Maybe. a first-round quarterback, which means that his contract is He's like a 30-plus million horrible. dollar contract, if I understand correctly. Dude, but he needs a place to learn. I think he's the same thing that happened to RG3, got thrust into a bad organization. The only same difference is Dwayne didn't get hurt. He's an Ohio State quarterback, dude. None of them are ever. Good. I think that he's a good scheme dude, fit for y'all. And know. if he can't do it with y'all, fit. he can't do it with He's everybody. inaccurate, not that mobile, makes bad decisions. Sounds bad a lot like somebody else that's the quarterback for the Steelers, doesn't it? Mason Rudolph? Mm. Big Ben. No. <laughs> Big Ben is accurate, dude. Big Ben, the pro- they're this, they're a very similar player. I trust B- Big Ben. Like, of course, it, Big Ben is the much better quarterback. That's why I'm saying that it would be good for Dwayne Haskins would, I think to sit under him for a couple of years. I think it would definitely be interesting, and it would save us from having to go and draft one. We can use our drafts on defense and wide receivers, which we like to do, I think and the running a good back every once in a while. I think it'd be I a good pickup, especially so if you, you can get the contract. I hope you contract. pick Dwayne Haskins, and then you keep him, and you guys go zero and sixteen. Would you I be hope willing? We get him. <laughs> would you be willing to trade? Would you be willing to trade a second rounder for Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I'll trade a second rounder for Dwayne Haskins. You can get your own franchise quarterback in the second round and not have to give one up and be stuck with Dwayne Haskins. It's, this it's quarterback very, class it's very is improbable. So it is. And the you have last, to pay him as much. The last second no. round quarterback to be like. A franchise guy, I think was is was Drew Locke a first rounder or was he a second rounder? Mm. Well, doesn't I, Russell Wilson wasn't Drew Locke and Derek Carr? I think are like the only second round quarterbacks that are starters in the NFL right now. It's very difficult. It's usually first round or bust. Yeah, but this quarterback class, dude. Have you heard like about Russell. this quarterback class? There's like twelve. Andy Dalton was a second rounder. Randall Cunningham was a second rounder. Derek Carr was a second rounder. Drew Brees was a second rounder, and Brett Favre was a second rounder. This quarterback class. Well, Drew Brees was really also drafted in like 1984. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would give it up, but I think that that would be a good pickup. I think it's interesting. I, I think I would rather have you guys go after like for. Sam Darnold for a second rounder. I well, would Sam Darnold too. is clearly much better and with a higher price tag. There's no way. But I don't know Sam if Darnold. they'd send him to us. Isn't we wouldn't be willing here? to pay for Sam Darnold. I think we'd be willing to pay for Dwayne. Plus because Sam they've is clearly moved. Well, isn't Sam Darnold in his contract year? I don't think so. Well, the Jets Plus are clearly going to be taking a new quarterback in the first round. Why would they not try to get something for him? 
I think that I think they will they try will. and get someone for him. I think they're going to try and get. But a people lot know more that they're not going to get more than a first round. Dwayne. They're not going to get a first rounder for Sam Donald. They I might. think they will. Uh, no. The teams still are going to take a quarterback, then they just won't get him. They can go get their own quarterback. All right. Well, we can argue about that in the off season. Um, probably closer to when Sam Donald is traded, if he is. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be traded before the trade deadline. Um, but Thatcher, give us a rundown of what you think for the Bears. All right, we got the Bears. So, I mean, the Bears are a best example of a good defense is a good offense. So, um, I would say – what, you're shaking your head. I said even their defense can't overcome yeah. how bad their offense is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so I'm going to go ahead and start with kind of what I'm looking at, kind of like what I think that would help their team, and then we can evaluate, like, what could possibly be given up for them. I was looking at – uh, Jordan Love, um, so the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he's been under um, Aaron Rodgers, so he's he's been watching Aaron Rodgers for a little bit. I mean, he's he's like a really young quarterback, so maybe somehow get him. Um, Justin Herbert, I don't know. That's a long stretch. You're going to have to give up a lot for him. Um, and maybe Sam Darnold. I think the quarterback position definitely needs to develop. Um, again, Nick Foles, he is, he's a smart quarterback, but he's Pause. not going to – Huh? You what? want Justin Herbert? You think Dude, they're gonna go I'm and trade so y'all with Justin Herbert? Herbert right now? What yeah, would you and, give up to yeah, get him? Thatcher? And I'm high on Russell Wilson, but they're not moving <laughs> Russell Wilson. Okay. I know that's what I said. Yeah, like it's gonna be tough to get him, but you'd have to give up like Khalil Mack. Thatcher, and, you have to. You, and you have to, Okay. You can't just target – you know what? I, you know, I think that we could maybe target Patrick Mahomes if we gave up our, our entire soul. <laughs> okay, he's and, not and a Patrick Mahomes like that. He hasn't really – he's only had, had like a few games to prove himself. He could he's go down. He's done really good. He's not the franchise I'm just naming off guys that – I told you that we would get, have to give up a lot for Justin Herbert. I never said it would be like, you know, like oh, you'd give up like a fourth-round pick for him. <laughs> All right. You know what? We'll tell you what you should have said. We're going to forget about Justin Herbert. All right. Thank you. Jordan Love and Sam Darnold. How about that? Jordan Love is still a stretch. All right. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. You can have him. I'll give. I'll pay you to take him. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, if we get like Jordan Love or like another rookie quarterback, we're Definitely can't just push him into the into the starting lineup. I mean, he's going to have to develop under Nick Foles. I mean, which I got think- news for you, dude. They're not trading you Jordan Love. They spent their first round pick on him. They might. Jordan Love hasn't even cracked the active roster yet. Yeah, he's and he was third a first string, rounder. dude. So he's third. They, they picked not him to trade Aaron Rodgers for Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is also on contract year. No, he's not. Anyway. He has two more years. Also. Next year's Go on that. We'll let that finish. And then Continue. We'll Sorry. Finish that. So Sorry. I think also David Montgomery needs some help. I don't think Cordell Patterson is going to really help out. He hasn't really, I haven't seen too much from uh, Patterson this year. So he's washed. Yeah, I think he's definitely washed. So I don't you're know what target we can... Clyde. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Saquon. Yeah, get get Clyde, get Zeke. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Um, but I think we can get Mark Ingram for pretty cheap. Um, I, just, I actually I think, could. You just need somebody to share the workload. I think um, overall the Bears need to, like, develop into kind of what the Browns are doing, like a quarter two, two running back system kind of. I mean, I don't know, some way to spread the ball around because – No, um, that's a good – You can't throw. That'd be fantastic for my fantasy if you all went and got Mark Ingram. Yeah. I mean, he's 30, but, I mean, again, 
They've got like he's still good at what he does there, though. So I'm sure I'm sure we can Man. definitely get him for cheap. Did you um, see him last year? He was good. Yeah, he was on my fantasy team. Might be a stretch too. I was looking at oh, Naeem Hines. Hines a little Naeem bit. Hines, third yeah. down back for the for the Colts. Yeah. So I was up. looking at him. I don't know, just some some potential, young potential right there. Uh but I think who we need to keep is I think Allen Robinson, yeah, he's going to be asking for more money next year, but he definitely has so many targets to where I don't think we can get rid of him. Um, and then I think we do need to keep Nick Foles just because he's – yeah, he's not the best quarterback in the world, but he does have knowledge, and we definitely – I think just development for a younger quarterback. He'd be a good backup. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, also, I think our just our defense overall, we just need to keep everybody on our defense because they're just – doing work this year but um and then so people who i'd be willing to give up i guess and i understand that uh, the majority of the talents on the defensive side so you're gonna have to give up some um some good defensive players uh so i was thinking about rokon smith possibly if you're gonna try to aim high and get a good offensive um patrick mahomes or somebody like that mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. um i was thinking about uh, <laughs> Tayshawn Gibson, maybe. Um, he's he's getting up there in age. He's our starting safety. And then uh, Buster Shrine, uh, he's like a backup cornerback. But I don't know. It's just tough to, like, think about guys to give up. I mean, I think definitely on the offensive side to give up is uh, Cordell Patterson and then a uh, uh, short guy. can't remember his name. I'm blanking Treat on Cohen. Him. Yeah, Treat Cohen, even though he's hurt. So, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts. If we're looking for a receiver, I would definitely aim for the Cowboys because I don't they have a good receiver core, but again, you might have to give up a lot. So I have a name that Bears should go after. Who's that? They should go after Fitzmagic, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, actually. They he's should go after right Fitz. Too, so. I know. They started Tua. He's pissed. He could come in and start for the Bears. That would be that'd he can be throw the ball, okay. dude. You I'd need someone okay to distribute. He's a ball distributor. So I think he'd be a person. He knows how to win. Yeah. match for the bears and he probably isn't that expensive for sure true so khalil mack for uh um patrick mahomes Question justin mark? herbert <laughs> all right yeah, i think, he, I does, think that... he hasn't won a super bowl it's it's a little early he's a rookie quarterback. you never know you never that's that's, that's your i will say franchise quarterback i think you had a point when you brought up sam darnold i think sam darnold is possible i think sam darnold kirk cousins and Fitzmagic would all be the the biggest names that the Bears would be would need to target, but they would have to be able to give up a lot. So um, maybe if they maybe if somebody was interested in bringing in Mitchell Trubisky as their backup quarterback, um, that would be interesting. XFL team. Uh, so maybe I mean I think Mitchell Trubisky to the Dolphins might actually be a good move. Um, Tua is obviously going to be the future of that franchise, and they're actually very similar style players. Uh, clearly one is going to be better than the other because Mitchell has already proven that he's um, not very good at football. Um, But getting Fitz magic. uh, Yeah. You're not really getting a high return on what you paid for, uh, for uh, Mitchell Trubisky, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to take you all to the playoffs. So um, the bears are a very good football team. And in my opinion, the really only thing that they're missing is a quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick actually fits the scheme really well. You would have Sam, to give up some defense to get some offense. So it's, yeah, it's kind of how far they want to go giving up on their defense. To, see, I don't, I don't think that they, they would even have to trade defense. Fitzpatrick. I think oh, they, they would just have picks. to trade picks because Dolphins are already stockpiling picks. And so I think that they could move 
maybe Trubisky or some picks and get Fitzpatrick uh, because Fitzpatrick and Sam Darnold are going to be the best fits um, out of the three guys that I named, including Kirk Cousins, for their system because they would prefer to have a little bit of a mobile quarterback. And Fitzmagic has already proven that he is literally invincible and will sacrifice his body for a first down. So yeah. what a player. Um, what a guy. He, I think he would be a perfect target for y'all. So, Charlie, wrap us up with this segment and tell us about the Vikings and tell us about every single person that you're probably going to trade away. Oh, yeah, so I'm not targeting any new players this year. Uh, I want a new team. Just I want picks. New coaching staff, possibly a new GM. Sounds like my fantasy team. So, um, starting at number one, and this is the most important person to get rid of this year. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's in a season or during the offseason, but Kirk Cousins. Just get rid of him. Hope my number one option is trade, obviously, and some possible yeah. landing spots for him are San Francisco. Um, Kyle Shanahan begged um, the Redskins to draft him in the fifth round after they picked RG3 in the first. So he really likes Kirk Cousins. He fits, yeah. he fits their scheme very, very well. Had a 5,000 um, yard season with them. Yep. Um, or close to it, at least. They're, the 49ers are the closest thing that um, Kirk Cousins thought he was going to get into coming to Minnesota. Really good defense and a game manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we don't have a really good defense and we're asking him to do way too much on offense. Mm-hmm. So that's not really working out. So that's a good spot. The next spot um, would be the Jets. The Jets were the other team bidding on Kirk Cousins in the offseason. They actually offered him more money than the Vikings did, but they're also the Jets. So Kirk Cousins chose to come to Minnesota. Um, and then my third team is Dallas, just because of their situation going on right yeah. now. And the fact that they're still in a playoff race. Um, if they really want to compete, I think that Kirk Cousins makes them the best team in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still has two more years. So if Jerry Jones really doesn't want to pay Dak, he has his future quarterback and doesn't have mm-hmm. to worry about Dak in the offseason. I agree. He'd save a lot of money. Um, and then the last option is you just brought up Carson in Chicago. I think that's not going to happen because I don't think Chicago would be the best fit. And also, I don't think the Vikings are going to trade him to a division rival, even though I think they should because he stinks. Um, but that's the last one. My number two player to trade away is our offensive lineman, Riley Reef. I think he plays left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of teams out there who need offensive line, um, especially the Dallas Cowboys. Riley's a girl's so, name, so. Yeah, that's another reason to trade on. Thanks, Satch. So <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and so trading him to Dallas or really any <laughs> other team that really need – I think the Eagles need offensive line. Basically, most teams need offensive line. So I think he would be an easy person to trade. Harrison Smith um, is another guy to trade. And I want to trade all these guys if we cannot trade Kirk Cousins because then you have to trade them all so you can cut him straight up in the offseason due to his cap hit um, $21 million next year. Um, and so Harrison Smith, I think a good place, make that Steelers defense even better. Having Harrison Smith the best safety um, would just make that team clear cut to win the Super Bowl. Another place is Seattle. Seattle's defense is not very good. Matching him up with Earl Thomas, not Earl Thomas, um, Jamal Adams would be really, really good. Um, the fourth player is Anthony Harris, other safety. He was the number two ranked safety last year um, by Pro Football Focus. Um, same teams, um, Pittsburgh, Seattle. Another team is New England um, or New Orleans could possibly use them. And the last player I want to trade, if we cannot trade Kirk Cousins to free up cap, cap space to trade Kirk Cousins, is Adam Thielen. This one is like 
Carson mentioning trading JJ Watt, it would hurt the most and it would yeah. turn Homegrown. to the ground. Yep. But there's a price on anyone. And so I think the Vikings won't do it unless they get like a Herschel Walker type trade, like first couple seconds. Um, Cleveland, if they're really going to compete, they need to um, get a replacement for OBJ. And I think Adam Thielen going back with um, his former offensive coordinator. I'm blanking on the Browns head coaching name, head, head coach's name. Kevin Stefanski. Yes. He, I mean, Adam Thielen, I think is better receiver than OBJ. He's a better route runner, get, route runner gets open better, knows the offense already. But can Baker hit him? I mean, Adam Thielen burns corners where he is literally wide open. Baker um, has missed people where they're literally <laughs> wide open. I mean, Baker had five touchdowns last week, so yeah, hopefully he can hit him. So, uh, but they, I think if they add Adam Thielen, uh, that would help their playoff push. Um, I think the Browns are desperate. They're finally having a good season, giving the fan base, giving them hope again. Um, Do y'all straight up trade Thielen for OBJ? No. I don't think he's – I don't know. Nope. You'd, the Vikings would also need some draft. Oh, yeah, you're doing it to free up cap space, not just replace yep. him. I mean, that would be dope, him and uh, – Justin Jefferson bringing an LSU duo. Might as well just go get Jarvis in that deal too. But um, yes, so if the Vikings can trade all these players, free up some cap space, get a butt ton of picks, I would be so happy. Um, It would be a gigantic um, uphill battle watching a team, very young team. Um, But as long as I don't have to watch Kirk Cousins play anymore, I'll be a happy Vikings fan again. Oh, boo-hoo. Why are you boo-hooing? Because he doesn't have Mr. Bisky. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Your team one went away right to now. the Super Bowl, and we brought him in thinking that it would, he would go over the hump. All right, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Just, just look over the Bears' history. We've always struggled. Look at our history, dude. We haven't won a Super Bowl. Can't look relate. at Minnesota as a whole. We Can't only relate. win WNBA championships. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> Can't really okay, so sorry. let's see here. Let me let me let me look at something from the the past. Let me dig something up real quick. The Buffalo Bill, the Bills have acquired the Vikings receiver in a 2027th round pick in exchange for 2021st round pick, a 2025th round pick, a 2026th round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. All for uh, Stefan Diggs in a 2027th round pick. Would this be more than enough to get Adam Thielen? Um, I think that'd be too much for Adam Thielen. I don't think that you're going to get as much as you got for Stefan Diggs. I think if it's the Browns, you do. I don't think it's. I don't think that the Browns would want Stefan Diggs. Uh, or excuse me, well, want Adam Thielen. Stephon. They already have Jarvis Landry, Landry, who is a slot receiver. Um, but and Adam Thielen plays outside. They have Adam Justin has Jefferson playing No, they're both playing. They, they rotate them. No. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are both outside receivers. This year? Yep. Gotcha. Who's your slot receiver? Chad Beebe. Chad Beebe is playing slot. Oh, both Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are slots. Why would you play Beebe as slot? Adam Thielen hasn't played slot in <laughs> four or Dude, five years. And Justin Jefferson is? played slot in college. He started off slot in the NFL his first two games, did nothing, and moved outside, and he's been going off ever since. You want to know a fun fact? What's a fun fact, Thatcher? Ch- Chad Beebe's uh, dad is Don Beebe, 
Yep. And my dad played football with uh, Don Beebe in college. Really? Oh, that's well, cool. Chat. Tell nice his son. Tell his. Tell him that his son sucks. <laughs> oh God. Oh my All right. <laughs> tell him straight up, Thatch. Fight him. He has a big the dude guy. has been for two yards and a concussion. That's all he's done for the Vikings. For your honor, Thatch, you have to fight BB. Mm, that's dude, he's bad. like five two. Like he's well, teeny. Thatch is like five foot one. So like, <laughs> all right. Well, well we're gonna move on. Ball, John, so, uh, this is already gonna be one of our longer episodes. So hang tight. We're gonna jump into our starts, sits, and then we're gonna talk about our highlighted matchups, and we'll do our best to blow through these. Chuck, uh, <laughs> tell us about your start of the week. Oh, well, of course it has to be Aaron Rodgers against uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense. Literally start any quarterback, any offensive player against the Vikings offense, and your guy will go over expected. So my lock, and I expect him to go over 25 points. Yeah, I would Especially love that. Especially with if Aaron Jones up. is out, um, we're going to be throwing the ball. Devontae Adams is back, and Devontae Adams only went off for like 200 yards and two touchdowns. We yeah, one against us. And we have even less cornerbacks now than we did at the beginning of the year. So um, Somehow. Yeah. So I don't even know who our cornerbacks are. Um, it may be coaching staff now that's suiting up to try to cover Kirk, Derek Adams. Kirk is now playing two-way. I mean, honestly, we're paying enough money. Thatch, who's your start? So it is Nelson Aguilar. I think I've noticed that he's kind of starting a streak. I mean, he got 14 points this or last week and then – 14 points the previous week. So, you know, I think I think we're starting to trend here. So, I mean, he's not going to drop you like 20 points, but I think um I think he's he's coming up. So, and they're facing the Browns. So, I'm I'd feel confident in double digits. So, why not? All right. Uh I'm starting Brandon Ayuk this week. He has been playing extremely well um this past week. He had 115 yards on six targets. Or six, and he went six or seven um, on his catching. Seattle is also who they're playing up against, and Debo Samuel is going to be out. So I think uh, with his targets last week, with Debo Samuel there, um, and he played really well. He's been playing extremely well. Um, anyways, it's just a strong matchup with less uh, receivers on his end to steal targets. I think Brandon Ayuk's a fantastic start this week. I have a gut feeling that Brandon Ayuk is going to flop this week. Well, I'm starting him, so he probably will. There's not even exactly. a good feeling. Exactly. I would love for him to play well, but the fact that he's in my starting lineup means he's going to probably drop three. Point eight. No, don't talk about that. <laughs> the point eight, point one from CD and Chase. <laughs> All righty. Carson, well, who's your start? Yeah, my start is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he's playing the Falcons. This is a divisional game. This is a big deal. The Falcons are – uh, you know, they're starting to do a little bit better now that Julio Jones is back. Um, so they're an offensive team that are going to be able to put up a lot of points, um, which is why Teddy Bridgewater is a must start. Um, I think that Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, there's no way he scores less than, in my opinion, 20 to 25 points this week. I think that the Panthers are going to be forced to keep throwing the ball, especially since McCaffrey is not, is not back yet. Um, it's a very low probability chance that he plays. This is a Thursday night game. So Teddy Bridgewater, um, uh, Let's see here. Christian McCaffrey, long shot to play Thursday because it's a short week. I would expect Christian McCaffrey back by week nine. Um, that's going to be next week. Um, and so I think Mike Davis is going to get one more shot at being a starter. Uh, and so uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be forced to keep up with the Falcons. I think that the Panthers probably end up winning this game because 
Um, I think that their offense is probably just as good as the Falcons' offense, but they are the ones with the better defense. The Falcons. You know, Teddy is a top five passer this year in terms of yards. He's been incredibly fantastic. Do I play Curtis Samuel this week with you picking Teddy? Nope. Uh, It's a possibility because Mike Davis has not very been has not been very efficient lately, and Curtis Samuel is starting to get a couple rushing attempts. So um, it's worth a dart. It's worth a dart throw if you really need it, especially if you're going to sit a guy like CD, which you probably should. Um, so let me, let me just give you some yardage totals really quickly and then we'll move on to sits Atlanta Falcons. And this is why Teddy Bridgewater is the perfect start, um, being a top five passer, like Charlie said, because he's playing a defense that has given up 383 yards and then 570 and then 437, 403, 437, 365 and 386. The Falcons are hemorrhaging points to opposing teams, hemorrhaging yards. They've, they've allowed, uh, let's see here. Three teams have scored uh, 23 points uh, or more. Every single person has scored 38, 40, 30, 30, 23, 23, 23. So the Falcons are the perfect defense to start pretty much anybody you want against. So uh, start Teddy Bridgewater. I am starting Teddy Bridgewater in Dynasty. That is also because Kyler is on bye. But nonetheless, I'm still starting Teddy over Matthew Stafford and Sam Darnold. So I'm starting Curtis Samuel. So that's an L for him. We'll see. I think I think Sorry, Curtis could have a decent week. Starting Curtis Samuel. But I think it's going to be a big, big week for Robbie Anderson. Uh, and then hopefully DJ Moore gets one of his long bombs again to stay relevant. So, okay, Chuck, you're – okay, this is interesting. This is a really big name for your sit. Tell, tell yep. us what – convince I'm me. starting Delvin – or I'm sitting Delvin Cook. Um, he's coming back from injury. The Vikings are going to be down three scores within 10 minutes of this game. Okay. That's going to become irrelevant. Y'all might get a field goal off the first uh, first drive, though. Y'all yep. always score on the first drive. Yep. And then he may get some garbage time points, um, like some receptions, but I don't see him having that Are they playing him this week? Yeah. What do they have to lose? I want to make you a bet with you. so sad. Are you, are you willing to make a bet on this? <laughs> I'm, I'm – if I had Dalvin Cook, I'm sitting him. What – what – what would you put it in at a line for over under on how many points do you think Dalvin Cook scores? Because I'll take the over. Well, he's projected over twenty, so I'm going he's, under his. He's projected I'm going twenty. Okay, but to okay, even if he scored fourteen, you're probably going to start him, right? So, what's the line that you would put to sit him, where you, where you would be happy? That, he's projected right now. He's projected seventeen point nine. He's not going to score over fifteen. I think okay, but you would start anybody that you think is going to get you fifteen points. What's nope, the? I'm, nope, setting him. You're just you just don't want to make a bet. If you think that he's going to score 15 points, you need to have him in your lineup, people. I, I'm sitting him. Believe me, I'm not going to bet. Okay, how many, time I bet, I lose. I will, then we won't make a bet. How many points do you realistically think that you would expect him to score? Then I'm betting 12. he gets under 10. You think he gets under 10? Okay. Really? Let's look at. Let's Drop take a your look. Mind. Let me take a look at somebody that just played the, the Vikings last week. And let's talk about um, David Johnson. David Johnson against the Vikings last week had 15 and a half points. He was inefficient on the ground. He only had 42 yards. You're talking he about also the Packers. Had, what's that? Oh, he did play the Packers. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is playing against the Packers. No, you're saying playing the Vikings. Like, Who are you talking oh, about? Sorry. You said playing the Vikings. What I'm are sorry. You okay, okay. Dalvin no, Cook no. is playing the Packers. David yes. Johnson played the Packers last yes. week. Okay, David there Johnson. You go. Now you're straight. 
David Johnson, uh, he had 42 yards on the ground and he had 42 yards in the air on four receptions. Now he did also have a, uh, he also had a touchdown. So that's what propelled him to that, uh, to the, to those points. So what, without that, what was his point total? Uh, he had 15.4. So is so is that so without the touchdown, without the he's touchdown. at nine. Yeah. And you can Delvin. slice – he catches more than Dalvin Cook does, so you can slice no, his Dalvin, Dalvin, Dalvin catches more. They do at least – So Yeah, exactly. So Dalvin's really? going to have more receptions, and he's probably going to have more yards because he's better. Here's the thing. He's coming off an injury, and I don't think he plays the entire game. You think Madison's okay. going to play half the game? Yep. I so think then especially you, it's a groin injury, so I don't think he's going to get the touches that he normally gets. I would bet that he scores a minimum of 12 points or more. I'm going under. Okay. Uh, so we won't make that an official bet, but um, – I'm writing that down, though. We're, I think that if you have options, that. if you have other options, um, maybe even – would you would you rather start Melvin Gordon? Yeah. Uh, would you rather start Jarek McKinnon? No. Is he coming off an injury, too? Uh, no, he's not coming off of an injury. But um, like Did we I'm will talk about for the week. Thursday episode um, – I would, I would start Jarek McKinnon over Dalvin Cook this week. Who do the who do they play? Let me look. Uh, let's see here. The 49ers play. They're playing uh, Seattle. They're playing Seattle. Oh, yeah. Last I'm week, Jarek McKinnon, McKinnon got negative point one points. Was because he didn't? How many? He didn't do anything. That was because he Jeff had Wilson three was three rushing the guy. yards. But Jeff nope, Wilson, Jeff is Wilson on, was the guy. Jeff Wilson is hurt. Now I will say we're not sure if Tevin Coleman is coming back, but I digress. Let's move on. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, Thatcher. Oh, this is another big name. Tell us about oh, yeah. who you're going to sit. All right, so I think – a big week. Uh, yeah, it is. I think uh, James Conner is going to – he's going to be a sit because, for number one – all right, this is a That's stretch. That's a better call than yours. Yeah, it is, exactly. They're at Ravens. Are Ravens are like a top five. Ravens defense. are a top five defense, idiot. Yeah, that's a good sit. Yeah, I know. So is Dalvin Cook. Packers no. have a good defense too. <clears throat> <laughs> Go continue. On. Anyway, yes, what Charlie said, the Ravens are a top top five defense. Um, I think uh, the Steelers are going to be forced to throw a lot, and I think the Ravens are going to be running the ball a lot, forcing the clock to go down. So I think um, James is not going to get as many touches as he's been getting. So um, I think he gets the touches. I just don't think James Connors is going to get that many yards, and he's not going to get a touchdown. He may get touchdowns vulture from him too, like Benny took one last week. On the what was it the one or the three? Benny took a touchdown that might have been James Connors. So I mean I think it's a good call. Appreciate it. I think it's better than Dalvin Cook. True. I think y'all suck. I think so too. <laughs> I think you suck. All right, okay. fine. We'll so move on. Is it my? Okay. Yeah, you go ahead then. My sit is Justin Jackson at Denver. Um, he last week he was out snapped by Joshua Kelly. It's a backfield committee. The Broncos have been extremely stingy with rushing yards. They haven't allowed more than three, 53 rushing yards to running backs since week two. They've allowed the third fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. It's the eighth fewest scrimmage yards per game to running backs this season. James Conner and Derrick Henry have posted more than 73 scrimmage yards against them, and they are the only two. Um, Denver, when all else has failed, have had an extremely good run defense for some reason. Um, so that's why I'm betting against Justin Jackson and past that he's in a backfield. So there's a whole committee there of people and he's getting out snapped by Joshua Kelly. So Justin Jackson is a sit. 
Okay. No shot. He has any points this week. All right. Well, I'm going to give you my sit, and then I'm going to give you another start of the week because I just realized that Titty Bridgewater is the Thursday night game, and this episode is actually not going to drop until Friday morning. Uh, and so I'll talk. I'll, I'll remind everybody again about Teddy Bridgewater on Thursday, um, and so for the Thursday episode. So uh, I'll give you my my new start after I give you my sit, which is going to be Devonte Parker against the Rams. Devonte Parker is a wide receiver number one for the Dolphins. Um, here's the deal. There's two reasons I'm not starting. Um, there's two reasons I'm not starting Devonte Parker, and and it's because of two names. Name number one, Jalen Ramsey. Name number two. Tua Tunga Viola. And let, me, and let me say, first of all, it doesn't matter who the starting quarterback is. The reason I said Jalen Ramsey first is because he's just been shut down very good this year. Devontae Parker's not catching the football. Uh, I'll be surprised if Devontae Parker has uh, over five total fantasy points. Um, he is a smash sit. For, uh, I would say the only reason Devontae Parker has a decent game is if uh, the Rams just completely disrespect him and don't think that he's even worth coverage uh, or uh, number one coverage and they just run uh, Jalen Ramsey to one side of the field. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Devontae Parker is the best receiver on the team. Cool. Um, and and Tua, Aaron, Aaron's going to be pushing Tua all day. That's a horrible exactly. day to start. Tua. And Tua is a, a rookie quarterback starting his first ever game in the NFL. And so um, he is guaranteed to struggle. Um, every single quarterback struggles in their first game. Deshaun Watson didn't even throw a touchdown in his first game. Herbert played really well. So, um, well – not everybody can can ball out on their first game. It's very rare for ever for anybody to right. have he's you know, gonna be on the Browns, three touchdowns so. and zero picks for three hundred plus yards in their first uh, NFL debut as a rookie. So, uh, especially against Aaron Donald, who's trying to kill you, and is probably going to be successful because he's that good. So, um, I'm smashing that sit button on Devonta Parker. I'm not starting him anywhere. Um, I'm sitting him in dynasty, and I don't have a lot of options in dynasty this week because of buys and injuries. So, okay. My backup start of the week is going to be the 49ers starting running back. And let me specify on that. Uh, the reason I say, I, I say such a general term is because uh, we're not sure if Tevin Coleman is going to return this week. And so if Tevin Coleman comes back, I'm probably going to be starting Tevin Coleman. If Tevin Coleman does not come back this week, then I'm going to be starting Jarek McKinnon over Jermichael Hasty, And this is why. Jerick McKinnon is the better third down back. And the same reason that I started Chase Edmonds against Seattle would be the same reason that I would start Jerick McKinnon against Seattle because he is the one that catches the football and they are going to be in comeback mode against Seattle. Um, Jermichael Hasty might be the one and two down back and might be the one with the most carries. Um, but uh, I don't think that he's going to have a lot of opportunities to run the football because they're going to be behind. So uh, I'm going to be starting the 49ers uh, starting running back, which I personally think will probably be Jarek McKinnon unless Tevin Coleman comes back. So, uh, John, don't make fun of me. I do have – I have options, but you I do need to fill my final spot. I have no options. Okay, I am me... playing you and looking at your team right now. You're playing Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Joe Mixon, and Cooper Cup as your two wide receivers and two flexes. And you said you have no options. Well, that, well first of all, Joe Mixon might not play. And if Joe Mixon doesn't play, then it's probably going to be between. Well, oh, actually, I don't Anthony even have Miller. Oh, I perfect. Oh, I don't great. even have yeah. Jerick McKinnon. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm talking about. I met my other league. I met my other league. Uh, I don't even have Jerick McKinnon. You can play him in Ingram as a flex. What? So my this other team, guy. I have. Uh, I'm starting Aaron Rodgers, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, T. Higgins, and Deontay Johnson. My uh, my choice to fill D Jerick McKinnon's spot would be 
uh, either Joe Mixon uh, or David Montgomery or Robert Woods. And Robert Woods has been abysmal lately. David Montgomery is not very talented, and New Orleans is apparently good against the running back. I'm looking at their ranking right here. And then Joe Mixon might not even play. So um, as of right now, I have Jarek McKinnon in my starting lineup, but that's subject to change. So I meant I didn't mean Dynasty. I don't even have Jerk McKinnon in Dynasty, so that's my fault. Alrighty. Um, let's keep this quick. Let's let's move into and quickly finish up with our highlighted matchups. Uh, Charlie, you want to talk about the Cowgirls and the Eagles. Um, excuse me, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, what do you expect for this game? Really, really ugly. Um, I'm kind of just gonna watch it as like comedy show i mean yeah, someone has comedy, to win that division. i believe it's being aired on primetime comedy central <laughs> i mean that would be really funny if they did someone that, that has to win this division if they streamed it on comedy central that'd be great imagine <laughs> i'm hoping the eagles win um i mean someone has to win this division they could tie god could. bless no please uh, eagles would have two i ties. want the eagles to win um but yeah me too It'll be a really funny Eagles game to are favorited. I have Eagles winning that game. Yeah, yeah, me too. Cowboys are a mess right now. You probably can't start anybody on the Cowboys either, especially since they're starting a third-string quarterback, no, probably a quarterback considering Andy Dalton is massing uh, CD on my bench football. this week. Eddie Dalton's still trying to figure out who he is again. Yep. True. All right, Patrick, tell <laughs> us about Jack your... is crying in his hospital bed. Yeah, Patrick, tell us about your matchup this week. Uh, yeah, Chargers versus Broncos. Both teams are two and four. Uh, battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Um, I think the Chargers are gonna nope. win. But... True luck's not a rookie. <laughs> Try again, huh? He was just injured last year. Is... Oh, no, really? He wasn't injured, he just didn't he start. He wasn't injured, later. he started the last five games. Yeah. Oh, well, Melvin Gordon's return. I, I checked and he was, he was, Melvin Gordon's return would be the bigger revenge headline, game. but all right, revenge game. that's what I meant. Let's let's go back. Like a minute. Let's redo that. All right. Hey, Browns are undefeated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a workhorse this week. <laughs> Who do you think wins the game, Thatcher? Chargers, for sure. Yeah. I like the Chargers to win yeah, this game. Chargers too. are winning this game. No shot. All right. No my shot. matchup is going to be the Rams at the Dolphins. I'm taking the Rams to win. I think that this is going to be an ugly game for the Dolphins, most likely. I'll be surprised if the Dolphins win this game. I think that if they played Fitz Magic, that they probably could win this game. I think that it would be a possibility. Um, but I think that the Rams are just going to be the better coach. Oh, the Rams are dominant uh, this year. Like we team. said last week, and everyone disagreed with us. Yeah. So if you I'm remember taking, that. I, I think that uh, the Rams are going to be uh, the, the play here. I think that it, you can play the Rams DST, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm probably not playing any offensive options for the Dolphins until I've seen what they look like with Tua. Uh, Rams, uh, just play them as you would play any other time. I'm probably starting Cooper Cup. And you probably have to start Robert Woods uh, if you drafted him because you probably drafted him in the fourth round. So um, you, unless you have somebody else, I'd probably have to start Robert, Robert Woods too. Also, uh, as if Tyler Higby is out for a second week in a row, you're playing Jared, uh, Jared Everett. Um, I think that he is uh, – he showed to be very good last year when he was the only healthy tight end. So, and then the same was uh, for Higby. So, um, John, wrap us up with your uh, matchup. Steelers. Oh, before I do that, real quick, I just want to say shout out. I know Daniel's not here, but we, me and Carson, said the Rams were a lot better than the Bears, and the Rams destroyed the Bears. I agree. Um, I would have jumped on that train. Power rankings last week. Thatch and Daniel said that the Bears were better than the Rams, and me and Carson disagreed. And our matchup this past week showed that. 
All right, so my matchup this week is Steelers at Ravens. Um, huge divisional game. Steelers are undefeated. I expect them to still be undefeated after this. Um, Ravens have been good, but not dominant like they were last year. Um, and Steelers have been incredible this year. So we'll see if De- Deontay's back. I know he's out with a foot injury right now, or toe maybe. Um, but I expect him to be back. I don't think it's anything big, not from what I've seen. I think our offense is better than their offense. Um, and our defenses are both really good. So I expect kind of a low scoring game. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about any potential upsets. Is there, is there any matchup that stands out to y'all? I don't Here's know if this is an upset, else. but I have the Ravens beating the Steelers this week. That's so technically the Ravens upset. are favored by uh, a, a spread of three and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I don't have an upset. Okay. Uh, I have Raiders over Browns. Raiders play up. That was the biggest one that I was concerned about. I'm I'm surprised that the line is so close. Well, actually, no, I'm not because I think they're pretty close. But I was going back and forth in my head. Uh, the Browns are five and two for a reason. And I Baker had the Raiders winning. Baker Raiders is better when he's spreading upset. the ball. How did you pick so. the one that's not an upset? Say so you have no upsets. Mm, also, I, don't, I, I don't have think it's an Bears over Saints. Um, Saints don't have Michael Thomas again. Really? Yeah, Michael Thomas is out again this week. So mm. okay. Well, I have the Lions over the Colts. I think that the Lions are starting to get it together uh, with a healthy offense. And then I also have the Steelers over the Ravens. I was telling John earlier, I think that the Steelers are um, tied for the first best team in the league, and it's not close. And I think that the Steelers should tied win. Tied for the first best team? Yeah, with the Chiefs. Um, I think I the Chiefs and the Steelers are the best team. first teams. That's right. Yeah, it's interesting that the Ravens are favored when uh, they are in the same division as the Steelers, who are the only undefeated team in the league. So. I'm taking the, the Ravens Steelers. Lose two. Who was their one loss? Chiefs. It was the Chiefs, yes. So my upsets, I have the Steelers, I have the Lions, and I was considering the, the Browns and the Raiders, but I ended up going with the Browns just because I think Raiders the Baker is a better game. quarterback. And I would not be surprised if the Raiders if the Raiders win this game, but uh, Baker is a better quarterback when he's they not forcing the ball to one receiver. So um, we'll see how that goes, but – that's it. That's it. We got through the episode. I know this is a longer one. Thanks for sticking around uh, and joining us for this week on the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Make sure to check out our Thursday episode. Um, I know that this is a Friday episode, so bear with us. We're recording out of order, but make sure and check out our social media at the Waterboys on Twitter, where you can stay up to date and never miss a show. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating and or review on iTunes. Tell a friend, um, get involved with us on Twitter, get in on those polls. Mm. John, your cue. Get up on our polls. Get on the polls, baby. We need we need Daniel here too to emphasize that even more so polls. Uh, and make this sound terrible. But yeah, get on, get on the polls um, and uh, yeah, retweet polls. us on yes. our polls. Yes, nothing else is going on in the world. Yeah, Something no other vote is necessary. Only vote for us. Just, just us because we're the most. We are self-centered. And That's our right. Polls we are, are most important. and we're proud. So once again, True. thanks for joining us this week on the Benchwarmers and Water Boys podcast. We're out of here. See you all next week. Bye. Peace. Peace.